It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. From the kids to Aunt Sue, keep your whole family connected on all their devices with crowd-pleasing gig-speed internet from Xfinity. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Learn more about gig speed internet or other popular plans now with even more speed. Enjoy faster downloads and a better streaming experience today. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store for a great offer. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Ladies and gentlemen and gentlemen and ladies, whether you're driving a Pinto or driving a Mercedes, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Because I know I have. When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. That's right. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other places people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? Because in order to make money, you got to spend money, as we all know. But in this case... It's even better. To answer every one of these questions, it's really simple. Anchor. That's right. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you with great sponsors too, so you can get paid to podcast. That's right. Paid to podcast. So to everybody out there that has a dream like me, go for it with Anchor. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen and gentlemen and ladies, whether you're driving a Pinto or driving a Mercedes, stop what you're doing, stop what you're saying, stop sitting down and stop what you're playing. And welcome to Inspired with Christopher. This is episode number two, and we are going to tackle some sensitive, difficult, yet needed subjects that we need to talk about today. And, um, and, uh, basically what I'm going to be talking about tonight is, is like my mother, which, which like, which like to, uh, to all of you out there that know what happened. Thank you so much for your love. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for like your kind words and to like the ones that don't know what happened. Let me give you like a basic story. Basically, what happened was back on January 7, 2019, um, I think it was around two to three weeks ago, um, my mother and my uncle, they were over at my grandparents' house. Uh, They were watching the national championship game. Um, My family, they're big, big Clemson fans because my my Aunt Christy, she... um, 
God, God rest her soul. Um, she is a big fan of, um, a big fan of Clemson because she graduated from Clemson. So, but anyways, um, my uncle, my mom and like my grandparents, they, they were watching the national championship game. So like my mother and my uncle, I'm gonna be straight up honest with you, you guys. They were under the 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 influence of alcohol. My grandfather um, was speaking to my mother and said, "Hey, you are a little bit tipsy at the moment, so like just stay here and and like just sleep it off." I wish my mother would have took that advice. Because little did my mom realize, but at the time, my uncle was not only under the influence of alcohol, but also under the influence uh, of crack, which like that is a hardened rock version of of cocaine that people either um, smoke or snort. Or they can inject it. I don't know. Um, I'm not like a drug expert, but like I can imagine you can do multiple things with it. But anyways, basically what happened was my mother being under the influence of alcohol made a poor decision. And she got in the vehicle with my uncle. Um and um which like the crazy part about it is that literally two weeks prior to this um me and my wife we were walking in walmart um i i I was trying to talk to like my mom because i was really really excited about her coming to christmas with my family um because it because I haven't seen her in in, in in like a good while because she lived up in North Carolina and like I live in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, but I'm a very busy, busy guy. So, I mean, with like the wife, like the kids, the ministry, uh, work, I mean, just I'm a fairly busy person. So that night I was asking my mom, hey are you still coming to see us for Christmas? And she sent, she replied to me crying saying, honey, I'm not going to be able to make it because your uncle totaled my car. She sent me pictures with, um, she, she sent me pictures of the vehicle. It was completely destroyed. So at that moment, God put it on my heart to say, hey, to warn her and and say, hey, please never get behind, never get the behind, never get behind a wheel with him, nor sit next to him while he's behind the wheel. So I begged her and, and, and I pleaded with her saying, please don't do this. So she promised me, hey, it won't happen again. And this was two weeks prior to what I'm about to talk about. So um, two weeks went by. Um, My mom, my um, 
mom like was doing okay um which like uh which like a lot of people don't realize this but like 15 months ago my father passed away so like my mother her best friend died someone that she spent the majority of her life with someone that she knew since she was four years old my mother was having an extremely difficult time coping with the death of my father. So, so like, which I don't blame her because you're basically losing a part of you. You're losing your best friend, your soulmate, your confidant, everything. And so Neil's to say, my mother was not the same. She basically lost her will for life not saying that she wished she was dead but she just simply wasn't as motivated as she normally was while like my dad was here i mean my mom wanted to stick around because of myself my wife and the grandkids because we were her world but she wanted to share it with my dad but unfortunately that didn't happen because God called my dad to heaven 15 months ago so so, but anyways um, um, what I am also saying is which like my wife just told me as well not only did like my mom want to live for my children, but also my brother's children, because like, um, because I have a uh, five-year-old daughter named Angel and a, a eleven-year-old son named James, and like, which and I and I have one nephew and two nieces. Um, I have a n- n- nephew also named Angel. Which is, uh, that is one of his names, but we also call him, uh, Poppy or, uh, Gael. Um, we, we, we also have, uh, two nieces. Um, one is Isabella. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, one is, um, Sailor. So, I mean, um, I will be honest with you guys. Um, I have yet to meet my nieces, but I have met like my nephew, Gael, wonderful kid. I love him to death, but I'm excited because like within like the next couple months, me and my wife and like both of my children, we, we're, we're going to be flying out to California to visit, uh, my brother and, and like his family. So I can finally meet my nieces. So, God willing, that's going to happen. But anyways, I'm going off on like a side tangent here. But anyways, uh, what I was saying earlier was God put it on my heart like to warn my mother about getting in the vehicle with my uncle. Because I had a gut-wrenching feeling that something bad was about to happen. My wife even felt the same exact way. Because, like, my wife even said to me, hey, honey, 
I have a feeling that someone, someone soon is about to pass. So I'm thinking to myself, uh, she's normally right about these feelings. Because I kid you not, every single time she said that to me, someone that is close to us or someone that we know passes. So, I mean, um, but I didn't think it would hit me so hard or be so close to me. So basically, like what happened was me, uh, um, me and right after God put that on, like my heart, me and me and like my wife went home um, from Walmart. And that's whenever she told me something bad is going to happen. So two. So fast forward two weeks. And, uh, I, um, my mother is sitting in the vehicle with my uncle. My uncle is drunk. My uncle is high on crack and my uncle falls asleep behind the wheel. And needless to say, um, my mother was killed, was killed right away on impact, uh, from what my brother told me from what the uh people at like the morgue said uh it was it, it the 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 trauma was so bad that basically that no one could see her because it would traumatize anybody that would see her so um it was one of the worst one of the worst traumas that they have ever seen. Um, and, um, uh, this happened like around th- three o'clock in the morning and, uh, at 3 a.m. Okay. 4 a.m. My wife's telling me 4 a.m. But anyways, um, the crazy part about it is it wasn't, necessarily like the shock of like my mom passing that hit me so hard my question was was uh, all right i'm fully accepting of the fact that god is going to take us one day and which i hope and pray that all of you can respect that i hope you can re- respect death and most of all i hope you guys can respect the one that took this sting out of death with that being jesus christ and basically the main thing that i was concerned about wasn't that my mom passed because yes that sucked yes i cry for days and yes i'm still crying over it but my main concern was where is her soul at? Did she give her life to Christ? Because me, because growing up, yes, I did have fantastic parents, but they weren't very spiritual. Okay, um, I basically grew, grew, grew up with um, with a with a atheist dad and a um, ag agnostic mother. Basically, my dad didn't believe in God, and like my mom 
she knew that there was something out there, but she didn't quite know what it was. And she basically only went to it when things were good. And she cursed it when things were bad. So that was my part of my experience growing up with spirit with spirituality, like within my household Um, to to everybody out there. I would love to know um, your experiences, uh, whether like they're similar, different. um, I would love to hear from you. So, I mean, like, just let me know. Um, But anyways, um, my biggest concern was where my mom was. Because that, because like, that's a big thing with me and something crazy happened because I recorded my first podcast the night before and on my first podcast, I shared some, some personal details about my and me finding God. And like the crazy part about it is that Two hours before my mom passed away, she downloaded the podcast and she listened to it, which I don't know if this is a for sure thing, but I pray that if my mom didn't know God, I pray that hopefully maybe through my words, God using me as a vessel, maybe that that helped lead her to making that choice before she passed away. So um, I just wanted to let everybody know out there, death, death isn't the worst thing that can happen to you. It's the eternal separation from God that's the worst thing that can happen. So not being with God, not being with like your loved ones. I mean, that's the worst thing possible. So like I said, respect death and respect the one that conquered it, which is Jesus. All right. On to the next thing. On a light note. Okay. Cause, um, because I don't, because I'm about to go back on some like very, very, very heavy subjects. Um, on a light note, uh, something I would love to do is get to know you guys' opinion on the Super Bowl coming up. Because as we all know, it's going to be the Patriots versus the Los Angeles Rams. And in my opinion, which I don't know about you guys, but I think the referees in both games. I, which I, I think both of the referees, uh, set of referees in those games, I think they need to go back to school, study the rules, and maybe get a new pair of contact lenses or like a new pair of glasses because obviously they can't see stuff like that's right in front of them. Because honestly, especially in the Saints game, that was one of the worst pass interference calls that I've ever seen in my life. But unfortunately, due to bad decisions, that led to a team being robbed of a potential win. A Drew Brees-Tom Brady Super Bowl, that would have been fantastic. But straight up, it's what if, what could have happened, hey, and it didn't happen. So, um, 
so it's funny because I was reading a report on 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 NFL dot com, and they are stating that in order to redo a game due to a poor decision, Roger Goodell he can actually rule on this. In 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 order to redo a whole game, it will cost the NFL one hundred million dollars. And which I'm thinking to myself, they got it, but at the same time, though, it's like, eh, is it really worth it because of a blown call? So, with that said, what do you guys think? Let me know how you feel, because you know how I feel. I think it, which I think it was a crummy, a very crappy call that could have been fixed. Or maybe you guys don't like the Saints. I don't know. But like, just let me know. Uh, because as all you know, I'm a Ravens fan, and we've been out of the playoffs for for a few weeks. So, so, so I don't have a dog in this fight. I'm just a casual viewer. But anyways, um, back to my mom. You guys know that she passed away. But that wasn't the woman. That that doesn't define her. The legacy that she left behind as a mother and and as a wife, that's what defines her. And something that I gotta say is that like with me growing up, I was not given a chance by anybody because I grew up First off, my mother gave birth to me. The The umbilical cord was wrapped around my neck. People were giving up on me then. Secondly, at just at a couple months old, I was diagnosed with pyloric stenosis. Pyloric stenosis. My wife is telling me like the the right for it. And People were giving up on me. I grew, I sustained, um, slight, I had contusions on my brain due to car accidents that causes speech impediments, and people were giving up on me. I struggled with weight issues and people were giving up on me. And and plus and plus I was struggling with depression and people gave up on me. But you know what? The one of the people that didn't give up on me, my mother. Every step of the way, she was there for me. Every step of the way, she told me how special I am. Every step of the way, she told me how much she loved me and how much I can do in this life. And nothing and no one can hold me back. The only person that can hold me back is me. And the one thing that she's going to leave behind that I'm always going to remember from her is her unconditional love. Yes, sometimes it was annoying. Yes, sometimes it drove me nuts. But you know what? She loved me. And she loved my brother. She would do anything for us. She would go out of her way for us. And one thing that I can say, because I've... Because... Because I... I've... 
learned so much from her how to be a great parent. And there's so much that she taught me, which I can go on and on and on. But like some of like my best memories with her is that um, growing up in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, me and it was me, my dad, my mom and my brother. My father worked for a company called CJ Langenfelder. Uh, They they sold things like slag, asphalt, road road byproducts basically like to help build roads and and uh, things like that which like one of like one of like the cool perks for like my dad working for like this company is that he had he got season tickets to Baltimore Orioles and Baltimore Ravens games so basically uh, me and my family we would go to roughly 30 to 40 baseball games per year and and like and like on days that my dad had like to work over my childhood it consisted of my mom saying hey is your homework done well like if it is then let's go down to the yard which like that's another word that's another name for Camden Yards, which like that was the Baltimore Orioles Stadium, and and she would take me to me and my brother to to like the games on like a fairly regular basis, and which like to me that place was my version of heaven on earth because not just the baseball. But the sights, the sounds, the smells, everything about that place was like heaven to me. And my mother went out uh, out uh, of her way to give me that. M- my mother went out of her way to just make me feel loved, to make me feel special, and to make me feel accepted. And she regardless of what it was let's say i wanted to um go meet like the baseball players my mom would go out of her way with with like with like my dad's credit card of course and uh she would set up meetings like with ball players and stuff i mean just my childhood was fantastic and yes i did love going to like the ball games but but some of some of my best memories growing up with like my mom was we had season passes to the National Aquarium in Baltimore, Maryland. And for like a lot of you that don't know, that is the largest aquarium in the whole entire country. I mean, like the place is so big that they even have whale shows. I mean, like it's that cool. And some of and some of like my best memories with m- m- my mother was going to the a- a- aquarium. Me and my brother like were 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 like weird kids because we would rather go to 
a museum and we'd rather go to like aquariums and stuff over going to like shows and uh, things like that because we were because we because we like we're big big nerds like for history but like my mom and dad raised us like to to believe and know hey if you don't know what's going on in like the here and now if you don't know what's what what happened in the past then you will be bound to make mistakes and repeat the past so they have taught me especially is especially like with politics because i know like a lot of i i know like a lot of you are going to plug your ears like with me speaking about this but one thing that like my mom taught me is that with politics it it, it affects every aspect of your life whether you choose to accept it or not whether from like your job to to like the car you drive to like the house that you live in i mean to down to like your light bill i mean it affects every aspect of that so i mean i'm very very grateful that my mother invested so much time into me to make me woke so to speak that's the cool new word, right? Woke. Yes. Um, and she made me woke to the fact that, hey, you need to pay attention to what's going on around you. And that personally, that has benefited me greatly because not only has that helped me with things like my work ethic, but it but it but it has also helped me with being a father like with being a husband and being a pastor so um just those are some some things that uh, my mom has done for me and some things that my mom like has instilled in me that really really mean a lot to me and um and um just one last thing my mother was diagnosed with a chronic condition called Crohn's disease. She had lupus. She, she had RA. And, um, and like, it was amazing because she went above and beyond even during those times that she was sick. And, which is crazy because my father worked 16 hours a day so my dad would go to work my my mom like would run the ship and which like which like a lot of people don't realize this but but on top of my mom being sick and her running her running the house and 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 like her taking care of us and her taking us out and doing all these special things at the time my father was a bad alcoholic okay i i'm here to be blunt and i am here to be honest with with all you guys my dad was a bad alcoholic which like as crazy as this sounds 
even though my dad was a bad drunk, that never got in the way of him taking care of us. We never went without. Um, and, uh, so my mother like was dealing like with sickness, my, on top of dealing with a difficult husband with, with a drinking problem. Thankfully, before my dad passed, he was 15 years sober. So, I mean, it did end in a positive manner. Basically, what happened was one day my dad came home. My mom got fed up with it and said straight up, if you don't stop your drinking, I'm taking the kids and leaving. My mother said this many times before. But this time was different. My my mom had a lease a a a uh, lease agreement in front of her for a two bedroom apartment that that like was already paid for, and she was about to walk out the door. Now. M- my dad did something that I do whenever I act like a complete moron. He got down on his knees. He begged. He cried and he promised that he would never do it again. With the exception of an occasional slip up, which wasn't very often at all. It was very few and far between. My father quit drinking. So, so not only did my mother do a fantastic job, like with raising us on top of her being sick, but she was a strong woman that helped my father overcome a drinking problem. So I praise her for that. And then on top of that, which I don't want to get into deep of a detail out of respect for, for like my mom, but she, but she also had a very difficult childhood. Um, there was a bunch of abuse that went on. You, you guys can fill in the blanks because I'm not going to name names and which I, which, um, yes, I am a very transparent, uh, open book. But if you guys want to know anything else, just message me because I'm not going to go into too much detail about that. So my mom, uh, overcame a very difficult childhood to, to turn out the way that she, she did. Oh Yeah. Plus, on top of that, with her hard work, her two children, which is myself and my brother, her youngest son, me, the one that no one gave a chance, the the one that my mom never gave up on. I have a beautiful wife of eight years, two, two wonderful children. I have my own house now with my wife and with two college degrees, a high school diploma and, and, and a good job all because I had 
that one woman that did not give up on me despite those roadblocks that were thrown in my way. Plus on top of that, my brother, a 17-year veteran of the United States Navy, fantastic, amazing person that is my personal hero. Because I recognize that if it wasn't for soldiers like him making the sacrifices that he makes, guess what? We wouldn't have the freedoms that we have. So I encourage all of you listening to this. If, anytime you run into a veteran, anytime you, you, you run into someone that is active duty, say thank you. Say thank you to them. Because they are the ones that are sacrificing their lives to give you your freedoms. So please say thank you to them. And for that, I, I say thank you to my brother. And then I, and then I say thank you to my mom for, for helping to instill those values so my brother can go out there and serve like he does. Long story short, short story long. Whatever way you 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 want to take it, Mom. I love you. Where where wherever you're at, you've done a hell of a job, and you've left us in good shape. I'd love you, and I wish that I had more time with you, and I wish. Things wouldn't have ended the way that they ended. But that's neither here nor there. All I know is that I had 30 years to spend with you. And I and I wouldn't change a thing. And mom, if you can hear me right now. Thank you. Thank you for raising me the way that you did. And thank you for loving me unconditionally. And thank you for never giving up on me. Anyways. To everybody out there. Please analyze. Please sit back. Please view your family. And think to yourself. Am I arguing over things that are petty that don't matter? Am I holding grudges that I just need to let go. Is there somebody with a drug addiction that needs help? I mean, that you don't know about. Because honestly, these grudges, these dislikes, these things that you're holding on to, it could be, this could be the difference between life or death like with some people because honestly think about it this way let's say you're holding a grudge like with somebody and they're so depressed that you're fighting that they cope with drugs as something as simple as you reaching out to them and squashing that squashing that beef with them that could that could be the difference between life or death that could be the difference between them shooting up and killing themselves or them putting that needle down 
and gaining a new perspective on life because of your decisions. Just like my brother says to me, whenever it comes to him being a leader um, in the Navy, you must all be on the same page because like, if you're not, someone making a dumb decision and someone moving the wrong way, that could be the the difference between life, life and death, not only for yourself, but for many others, because let's say someone dies or someone or, or someone hurts themselves due to your issues with them. That doesn't just affect you, but it affects them, and th- and 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 it can affect countless others. So, based off what I'm going through, like with my mother, and realizing that life is short, please, to everybody out there, call your mothers, call your fathers, tell them that you love them, and tell them that hey. Whatever, like we're going through right now. Hey, if it's something petty, if it's something minute, say hey. It doesn't matter. We can work this out because I'm a firm believer that as long as you're faithful and that as long as you use God as a foundation, you can get through anything. If Jesus can conquer death, believe me, you can get through a fight over something that's petty. Okay. If Jesus can forgive soldiers that are murdering him while they're doing it, then you can forgive somebody. Let's say somebody stole $3 out of your wallet six years ago and you're still holding a grudge against them. You can forgive them for that. There's no excuse for that. Okay? Because... This is the thing that you got to realize is that these grudges, they don't matter. Life is too short because it don't matter. All that matters is family. All that matters is love. All that matters is your purpose for your life and what you're doing to glorify God. That's all that matters. All right. I've been rambling and Grambling and rambling. All right, all right, all right. So, now, back to my point that I was saying. You need, hold on a second, I'm trying to read this. You, um, you, you need to respect death. And you need to respect the one that conquered death. And by doing so, you let the small things that don't matter go. And you squash those beefs. Because God doesn't want us to fight. God doesn't want us to argue. God wants us to love one another. And... Which, like, that kind of... that's kind of bled bled over into my life on top of like my mom passing. My next point is 
is that it's amazing how God uses bad situations to bring positive things to the forefront. Okay? What I mean is that, all right, with, with like, with like my brother, with like my brother serving, he's currently stationed in San Diego, California. I quite frankly don't see him that much because he's stationed over there. He's serving, which I, which I love him and I, and which I'm grateful for that. But it sucks because I'm so close to him. So, so close to him on an emotional level, yet so far away physically. And, um, and, uh, Yes, it sucks with like my mom passing, but God used it as an opportunity for me and my brother to reconnect. We literally spent maybe five or six hours together, but I must admit to you, that was the best five or six hours of my month. Because I learn through respecting death, through recognizing that life is too short, that that those minutes and those hours and those moments, they're precious. Especially with your loved ones that you don't get a lot of time with. So for that, I'm grateful. I, I'm grateful that God used that bad situation to bring my brother over to spend time with us. Because it's crazy that, I mean, every time my brother visits, it's literally like we don't skip a beat. But as soon as he leaves, I cry like a baby and my wife has to hold me. Because I feel that connection with him so deeply. But I recognize that he's sacrificing for the greater good. So I can deal with it. Hopefully he's going to retire in three years and move to the East Coast. That, that's what I'm hoping and praying for. But another example of God using a bad situation to bring a positive out of it is that with my brother, we, we, we like were visiting my grandmother to let her know what happened to my mom. And literally, it was the first time in over a decade that my brother, my grandma, and me, we were in the same room together. That's another example of God using a bad situation to bring a good outcome out of it. And those moments I cherish because, like, the God honest truth, that's probably the last time with my grandmother being alive that we're going to be in the same room. I don't I don't mean to be like a negative Nancy. I don't mean to be mean about it, but like that's the God honest truth. So for those moments that I had, I say thank you God for for letting a bad situation bring good things together. Speaking of other things, um on a positive note, on another positive note, on Friday night, um, 
my wife went out, went out of her way for me. Meaning, okay, she has been recognizing like the past few weeks that I've been depressed, that I've been down in the dumps, that I haven't been myself. So she went out of her way to get me tickets for wrestling. And which as... That is a lie, woman. You don't hate wrestling. Okay, she doesn't hate wrestling. It's just she doesn't understand it. Anyway. I understand it. I don't like it. I just don't like it. Okay. But anyways, um, my wife went out of her way to get me, my son my daughter and herself tickets to a local wrestling event in Sumter, South Carolina. We live in Myrtle Beach, so that was about like a 90-mile drive. And something I must say is that it was awesome because I got to meet someone that I had on my bucket list to meet that truly inspired me growing up, and that was the hardcore legend Mick Foley, okay? And, like, you're thinking to yourself, wait, 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 Like, the dude that gets thrown off cages and got his ear ripped off, he inspires you? Yes, okay? Let me explain this, okay? Mick Foley is a huge inspiration because you look at him and you think, he's not your average wrestler. You think to yourself, oh, man, he's out of shape, he's ugly, he's fat. What can he do to be great? What can he do to to entertain me? And and it's people like him that work twice as hard, that scratch and claw, that'll do whatever it takes to make you smile, to entertain you, to get you out of your seat. And Mick Foley did that for me darn near more than anyone growing up for me because I struggled with bipolar manic depression since I was a teenager. And due to people making fun of my speech impediment, due due to people picking on me because of my weight issues, due to just people being mean in general to me, wrestling was an escape for me. And um, seeing someone like Mick Foley that wasn't your typical wrestler, he wasn't your, like, rock, he wasn't your Stone Cold, he wasn't your Undertaker, I could identify and relate to him. So I really, really, really admired him and I really looked up to him. And just seeing and just meeting him on Friday... And my wife going out of her way to make that happen, that completely meant the world to me. And, like, literally, whenever I went up on stage with my son, because I was sharing this moment with my son James, which my son had no clue who who, who this guy was, he, he just... Well, 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 he he uh, knew him like a little bit, but uh, all he knew is, hey, dad really likes him, so I so so, so I'm just gonna go with him, and um, 
whenever I get really excited, normally, like, my speech impediment flares up. Like, my stutter tends to get bad. So, as we are, like, approaching Mick, um, I'm getting more, more and more excited. More and more excited. And, um, just, uh, whenever... Whenever, like, we got up to him, um, I shook his hand, and I said, hey, Mick, um, thank you so much for what you do. Thank you so much for, like, the contributions you've made to, like, this business. I greatly appreciate the sacrifice you made to your body. Um, I wasn't saying that quite as smooth as I am right now, um, but Mick said to me... it's okay, buddy. I put I put my pants on one leg at a time as well. Just calm down, and and like and like just meeting him right there, it just meant the world to me. And um and uh, most people tell me don't meet your heroes because you're going to be disappointed because people because people have a tendency to put put unrealistic expectations on their heroes but Mick on the on the other hand he blew mine away hands down the nicest wrestler nicest celebrity that I have ever met. And I hope to God McFoley hears this podcast like with me putting him over because honestly, Mick, you are awesome. You are such a wonderful, great, kind-hearted person and which I cannot thank you enough because you made my day, you made my week, and you made my year because going back to the whole thing with me using wrestling as a way to deal like with my depression me having bad bouts of depression due to my mom's death and dad that really really helped me so Mick Foley thank you so much that meant the world to me and someone in Someone else that I got to connect this to is someone that I've really connected with since the passing of my father, and that is Vince Russo. And little did I realize growing up, Vince Russo wrote the television for Monday Night Raw, and he wrote a bunch of the scripts for Mick Foley. So, like, the majority of those moments that I witnessed growing up that brought me joy and happiness and that made me smile, Vince Russo wrote that. So, Vince, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for your contributions to the business and going out of your way. And little did you realize at the time, but you were helping a 10-year-old kid deal with his depression through your writing and using Mick as the vessel for it. So, Vince, thank you. Mick, thank you. You guys are awesome. Oh, yeah. 
and Mick Foley was of course like the main person that that I wanted to see there but also I met a gentleman by the name of George South which like a lot of people that are wrestling fans that are listening to this they they will know George as a um he is a really big in enhancement talent that traveled up and down the east coast for mid for 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 the um NWA for mid Atlantic wrestling for WCW for the WWE and his job was to make like the bigger stars like uh, Ric Flair, Hogan, um, Big Boss Man, um, Wahoo McDaniels. It was his job like to make them look good, which reflected on him e- even more of how good he was. So, so I was able to meet George, and little did I realize, but like. Um, but uh george george apparently met me nine years ago okay because nine years ago i was working for food line which i still am but like nine years ago i i was a bagger working for food line in conway south carolina all right unmarried okay this is before i met like the love of my life and like the crazy part about it is that uh is that like apparently i made such a good impression on george that he remembered me and which i didn't even know who he was at the time and george for you remembering me that meant the world brother and for like a lot of people don't know this but george is a huge christian he is a wonderful vessel for christ and george uses wrestling to help reach to help people reach and follow christ so george i i pray for your continued success and i pray that every event that you you go to gets bigger and bigger and you bring more people to god brother because i greatly look up to you and i greatly admire you other people that like were at this event it was hacksaw jim duggan oh oh yeah which was so cool because 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 jim duggan like was signing Pieces of wood, huh? which is genius. I mean, because think about it this way: instead of paying like for pictures and stuff like to be made, because like that can be expensive, why not get some wood, sign it, and boom, there you go. Sell, yeah, sell them like for ten bucks a pop, boom, there you go. That is genius, hacksaw. So yeah. Plus, on top of that, um, I met the Boogie Woogie Man, Jimmy Valiant. Awesome guy. I met the Rock and Roll Express, uh, Ricky Morton, which which I which I happened to meet him at the Suck Bang Blow back in 2006 at a, another wrestling event. So, I mean... It, um, 
Oh yeah. Also, Teddy Long, the former general manager of SmackDown. Holla, holla, holla. He was a, a very kind, sweet, and a very nice guy. And um, to uh, to uh, to uh, to everybody out there that that has been listening to me like this whole time, thank you so much. Because I because I, I'm about like to wrap this up. Um, if you want to check me out and download me, I'm on Stitcher. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Google Podcasts. You name it, I'm on it. Spotify. And if you want to message me, uh, my Twitter handle is IamCHM911, okay? And if you want to reach me at Facebook, it is Facebook.com slash JFreak07. Slash JFreak07. And speaking of wonderful uh programs speaking of wonderful things um i i encourage all of you to check out my main man's vince russo's uh brand okay you're thinking brand all right for less than four dollars per month vince has 10 shows per week on his brand go to russosbrand.com for less than a dollar per week you get over 500 shows a year so check it out. Let's say you can't afford that. Well, Vince, well, Vince has two, wait, wait, three programs that are free on Google Podcasts and where and wherever you can find them. The first show is a Christian-based show called That's Life. Thanks to Vince's show, That's Life, that that has helped me from from committing suicide. No kidding. Um. The next show, it's called Eight Days a Week, which Vince reviews everything that has gone on with the brand throughout the week, hoping that you'll buy a subscription. And and last but not least, check out Truth with Consequence, that code on Westwood One. That is the most blunt, honest, and hardcore wrestling podcast out there. Check it out. So to everybody that has listened to me tonight, thank you so much. God bless you and have a wonderful, wonderful week. And don't you forget, don't drink and drive. And let those grudges go because life is too short and it doesn't matter in the outcome. Love and hug your love and hug your mom and dad. Love and hug your husbands and wives. Love and hug your kids because that's all that matters truly. And the love of Jesus Christ. So thank you guys, God bless you, and have a wonderful week. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS.
These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. Are you interested in spirituality and the paranormal? Do you enjoy having conversations about social issues and current events with a balanced and spiritual perspective? Are you intrigued by ancient prophecies and mysteries of the past or just unraveling modern-day conspiracy theories? If so, I would like to invite you to come on a journey with me on my show, The Spirit Side, available on all the major podcast platforms. I'm Paul James Caden, and I hope to see you there.